Good everybody. God bless you. Thank you all for joining uh, me this afternoon. I look forward to this time where we can share and talk and certainly appreciate uh, those of you that have joined us. As you're coming in, say something to me. Let me know that you're on. Today is going to be my final segment on Q&A. So if you got a question, today is the day to get it in. I'm gonna try to get all of them done today. But you all come on in and um, Andrea, I see that you're on. I certainly appreciate you. Andrea, are you in Florida? I thought I saw you with one um, with Cassandra in Florida. Uh, let me know. I certainly appreciate you coming on. <laughs> Um, and, um, well, thank you, daughter. I certainly appreciate this greatly. You, you really bless me to be that faithful, but as you all are coming in, come on in, say something to me, greet me. Um, today is going to be our, our final segment on our Q and a, this is our fourth one. So I want to know what questions you all have. Um, I only have a few outstanding questions from last week. I think I answered most of them. Uh, I thought I answered this one, but I'm looking at the ones that, that I haven't answered. It says, are there single ministries in the area? Um, can you have love for more than one man? Uh, let's see what else I got. Why don't pastors preach and explain Malachi 3 and 11? Uh, I'll preach that on Sunday. Join me. <laughs> it's about giving. How do you continue to honor a difficult parent? And I have a question about forgiveness. What if the person died before you forgive them? Uh, come on in. Come on in. Y'all say something to me. Um. If you have any questions today, I'm going to take a couple of minutes at the beginning while I'm eating my lunch to see if there are any additional questions other than these that I just uh, mentioned here. Uh, come on in, say something to me. I'm going to start out with this question on forgiveness. But um, uh, which I think is a nice question. I had a question about forgiveness. What if the person died before you forgive them? Um, that's a good question. I guess it might be too late. <laughs> Might be too late. Uh, hey, y'all on uh, Instagram. God bless you all. Y'all have any questions for me? I guess no one has any additional questions. We're going to answer those four questions. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, last chance for Q&A. What questions do you have of the pastor? I mean, you can always ask questions, but y'all know what I mean. We're dedicating these last, this month to answering questions. I got one about forgiveness, one about difficult parents, one about Malachi 3 and 11, Um, one about, I thought I answered this one. What do you do if you are ready to be married, but the person you are dating are not ready? I think I answered that one. Um, why don't we minister on the importance of being a virgin? All right. Are there single ministries in the area? You all come on in. Um, I certainly appreciate you. So I'm going to jump in 
Uh, which one did I answer? Somebody say you did. Linda, which one did you say I answered? Uh, the one about dating, probably. But as we are going, if you all uh, have a question, uh, try to get it in because next week we're going to start on a new topic. I haven't decided which one yet uh, for the month of June. And then I think I'm going to rebrand this. I have a young lady, uh, one of my former daughters of the ministry. She's writing a book and uh, we're going to do a segment together and I'm going to rebrand this instead of Lunch and Learn. I think I'm going to call it um, the, help, help me, Pastor Will, the Relationship Boot Camp. I think that's what I'm going to rebrand this and, and talk about tough issues and how to heal and restore them. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll let you all know about that. But thank you all for joining us this afternoon. Let's jump in with this first question. It's a question about forgiveness. So I'm not going to go to the Bible. I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase the scriptures. Y'all can look them up. Just go to Google. <laughs> but the question is, uh, let, let me bring this one up here. It says here, I had a question about forgiveness. What if the person died before you forgive them? So there's a couple of things, about three things that the Bible says about forgiveness and repentance. And um, uh, the first one that I want to share with you is if your brother offends you, the Bible says, go to him and let him know. Sometimes we be harboring things against people and we ain't even told them. Um, we, don't, we don't communicate. We walk around the house mad and we ain't even told our husband why we're mad or told our wife why we're mad. I'm not saying that it's going to resolve it, but you got to start someplace. So the first thing the Bible says is if your brother offends you, go to him. Don't harbor that. Let him know. If they repent, then you've gained a brother or sister. If they don't, the Bible then says, take two or three with you. Um, and, uh, and then if they won't hear them, you take it to the church. If they won't hear the church, then the Bible says that we are to essentially uh, uh, excommunicate that person. Uh, there is a process of when you are offended by people. We, we got this thing that I want y'all to stop. We just block people. <laughs> y'all got a block. Anybody got a block ministry? Who am I talking to that got the block ministry? Somebody hurt you, you just block them. Uh, uh, I've never blocked anybody in my life. I was looking for my phone, but I'm on my phone. <laughs> Michelle said she just read that. So, but yeah, who, who, who in here got, to, got that block ministry? As soon as somebody offends you, you just block their phone. They can't even apologize because you didn't block them. <laughs> Boy, preach right there. They can't even say I'm sorry, even if per chance the Holy Spirit convicts them, they go to tell you, I'm sorry, and you didn't, you didn't block them. How many of y'all got that block ministry? Don't y'all, don't y'all, uh, somebody say block in a heartbeat. <laughs> go keep Y'all got to stop that crap. I don't block people. I've never blocked anybody in my life. And, 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 I run, and I'm a pastor, y'all, and hundreds of people got my, my name my phone number. I give out my phone number to every member. Now, I don't answer all them calls. <laughs> See, God also gave me the caller ID ministry. <laughs> but I don't, I don't use the block ministry. I use the caller ID ministry because at least with the caller ID, they can leave a message and I can read the message even if I want to talk to them. And the message still on the cray, cray, crazy. I just, I got a delete ministry and I got a caller ID ministry, but I don't have a block ministry because if I do the block, then people can never reach me. Um, we offend people all the time. Jesus said, blessed are they who are not offended in me. We offend people all the time. 
<laughs> what, uh, Ebony says she don't have a, a a black ministry. She won't. She want her haters to see her getting blessed. But y'all stop that. Th th there's no rational reason for that. I don't want to see him, Pastor. Well, well, ask God to see. You need to have forgiveness in your heart if somebody has hurt you. Don't block somebody. You know, um, if if they are pestering you or if they are um, what's that stalking you, then we got something called the police. But you don't need to have no. I ain't. I ain't doing nothing because you crazy. I'm not. I'm not gonna block my 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 phone and block my cell phone and block my um my Facebook and my YouTube. Um. So the first thing is the Bible didn't say if if your brother offend you block them. <laughs> he said if you offend them, go tell them and let them know. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to apologize. Now, telemarketers, I it says on it, I still don't even have to block telemarketers, Cassandra, because it says spam. I just don't answer it. Or I got this little red thing that says click. I send them to, I send them to uh, uh, do not answer or whatever they call that. But they blocked me on social media and would not answer my calls. And, and that is what happens with people. So if they do that, then they don't give you an opportunity to go to your brother, your sister. So y'all stop that crap. Uh, somebody offend you or you offend them and y'all block them, they block you. Let me see who's going to block who first. Stop that crap. That ain't how God intended for us. God said you go to them. That's number one. Now, Jesus says on two occasions, because the question is, what if they die? Um. So number one, you go to them. Hopefully they ain't blocked you before they die. Number two, uh, he says, if your brother offends you seven times in the day and asks you to forgive them, then the Bible says, forgive them. So number one, you offend them or they offend you, go to them uh, um, and let them know they offended you. Now, they may not repent, but you done done your part is the point. You have to do your part. Uh, he said, if they offend you seven times and ask you for forgiveness, and the Bible says, forgive them seven times. Now, now the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. You know why? Because they said, listen, I'm going to give this person three strikes and they out. Some of y'all got the one strike ministry. They People can screw over you one time and you're done with them. Others, you have a baseball ministry. They can, they can, they can get you for three, three times. But, but Peter said in another passage, and y'all look these passages up, uh, um, the one where it says if they offend you seven times in a day and ask you to forgive them, you have to forgive them seven times. The uh, final one I want to share with you is a passage in which Peter said, okay, I'm going to go for the seven. He, Peter says, Lord, how many times should we forgive our brothers? Seven times. Peter thought he was being magnanimous because he remembered the other teaching. And Jesus said, no, 77 times seven. Alexa, what's 77 times seven? 77 times 7 is 539. 539 times you should forgive somebody over one offense. <laughs> if they keep doing the same thing 539 times, keep forgiving them. That's a facetious number, a fictitious number. The point being is that we don't ever stop forgiving. You know why? Because we don't ever stop offending. It is impossible, but that offenses will occur. See, sometimes in relation, we put people in impossible situations. We have them walking on eggshells, um, uh, you know, blank if they do and blank if they don't. I didn't want to cuss, but y'all know what I mean. Uh, if I go left, you're going to get offended. If I go right, you're going to get offended. I don't know what to do. So a lot of relationships have broken up because people are forever saying uh, uh, hurting each other and you hurt me and you did this. Y'all got to just squash some of this stuff. Uh, uh, and, and, and sometimes you have to forgive people in your heart, even if they don't even ask you, even if they don't say, I'm sorry. That that 77 times 7 works two ways. Number one, if they keep offending you, you forgive them. But this is what God gave me a revelation on the last time I preached this. Sometimes they only did it one time, but it's hard to let it go. So you have to get up every day and keep forgiving them for the same thing over and over. You have to keep doing it because your heart still is, you know, because sometimes anger gets there and bitterness gets there and um, it, it may last for a minute. 
So I'm going to tell you all right now, there's some people that hurt me. I have to ask God to forgive me every day for them. <laughs> I have to say, I, I, I'm telling you, y'all, I have to say, Lord, I feel like cutting somebody. I feel like hurting somebody. And you have to ask God to give you the strength to keep forgiving them over and over. Because sometimes it's not the repetition of the pain. It's the fact that, that you keep being reminded of the pain. And so you think about it and it's almost like you get hurt all over again. I was, I was uh, counseling a couple and, um, the husband had cheated on the wife and I was counseling with them. And, um, and so she was telling about it. And I mean, she boohooing, she crying, tears flowing down their eyes. And the Holy Ghost said, ask her, when did it happen? And uh, I asked her when it happened. She said, 17 years ago. And I said to her, has he cheated since then? She said, no. I asked him, have you cheated on your wife? since that incident he said no but she was still as raw and hurt today as she was 17 years ago because that's why you always always keep hearing me say time does not heal all wounds healing heals all wounds and there's a process of healing called uh, repentance and forgiveness if i say i'm sorry but you don't forgive me then you're gonna still be broke you're gonna still be hurt you will never heal and when you don't heal something it it will get infected it will get gangrene and all of a sudden something that should have took a band-aid and some back team is that the little spray back team and a little Band-Aid? Now, all of a sudden, they're talking about chopping your leg off, chopping your foot off because you didn't heal. Time does not heal all wounds. It'll be just as well. You know why? Because it stays up here. That's why the Bible says uh, uh, not only do we keep forgiving them, but we change. We, 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 we challenge the believability of what's in our head. Some of us start having, um, uh, uh, we, we start imagining stuff. Uh, we start, you know, uh, you know, your husband, you know, he maybe he messed up and he said, baby, uh, can you pass me the ketchup? Did you ask that woman to pass you the ketchup? <laughs> Y'all ain't working with me because it's it, and that's five years later. Uh, uh, baby, uh, 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 can you go to the store for me? Can that woman go to the store for you? You know, because we don't heal. And 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 so. The process is repentance. The process is letting people know they've hurt you. The process is forgiveness. Y'all ain't working with a brother, but I know I'm preaching right here. Now, if they don't receive you, if you've done your best, they done blocked you, they don't want any nothing from you, you, you and, and you've forgiven them in your heart, or you or you would forgive them if they come to you, then you got to let that go. If, if they die, then they just going to die. Let me tell you one thing about it, though. I ain't going, I ain't dying over, over somebody else's offense, mad and bitter and angry because you ain't said, I'm sorry. You better to let that crap go, stop blocking people, uh, uh, um, and, and all of that. And, and, um, you know, be if they block you and, and they won't res respond to you, then you do the best you can to get that apology to them. If you have to send them an email, a text, a snail mail, but you do your part and vice versa. Don't you be blocking people that hurt you because maybe one day they will reach out and ask you for forgiveness. I'm not saying that they will, but you at least got to give them an opportunity. I spent too much time on that question, but it was a great point. Forgiveness starts with an apology and acceptance of the apology. Uh, um, it starts. Uh, it also starts with uh, if someone's offended, you let them know, and if they don't receive it, then you don't. Then you're done with that. But don't you hold bitterness in your heart because they don't ask you and say I'm sorry. You let that go. I just can't believe it. After all I did for them. Well, okay, be angry. Just don't stay angry. Don't let the sun go down. Don't get bitter. Don't be trying to get back at people because I ain't going to hell over what you did. You did this crap. I ain't going to hell getting bitter because you hurt me. I ain't going to hell being mad and angry and want vengeance because you betrayed me because you did something that I feel is unthinkable. Nothing is unthinkable. The devil is the devil. Sin is sin. People do what they do. Y'all better hear, brother, right now. Uh, somebody needs to hear that today. And you get that get that mess out your heart. Simply imagine it. He with that bitch. He with that woman again. I bet, I bet she over there. No, stop that crap. Oh, okay, stop, Pastor Will. All right, let, let, let me go to my next question. Y'all didn't like that, did you? How do you continue to honor a difficult 
parent. The Bible says, honor thy mother and thy father. Uh, uh, Angela, if anybody has any questions, please try to get them to me. I'll look at the document if I see them. Here's one says, how do you continue to honor a difficult parent? Now, this is interesting because I'm going I'm to relate this to a difficult husband, difficult, difficult wife as well. The Bible says, honor thy mother and thy father that your days may be long upon the earth. The Bible says, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands, that if any obey not the law. That means that nigga, I'm, I'm sorry, that ninja is a straight out sinner. He ain't even trying to live, say. We leave people and it, it ain't even biblical. We, we, the Bible didn't say honor your mother and your father as long as they're not difficult. The Bible didn't say submit yourselves into your husband as long as he's doing what you want him to do or what you think he ought to be doing according to the scripture. The Bible just said do it. It's you just honor them. Now, I don't care if they're difficult, I can still honor difficult people. I got difficult people in my life, but I don't disrespect them. See, honor is to give deference. Now, if they ask me to do something stupid, I ain't going to do nothing stupid. Now, they may think I'm dishonoring them, but I know I'm doing my best. If somebody that I'm supposed to honor asks me to jump off that bridge, I ain't jumping off the bridge now. If somebody that I'm supposed to honor keeps intentionally hurting me, I'm not going to let them keep hurting me. Now, fool me once, your fault. Fool me twice, my fault. Keep on fooling me, then I'm just a straight up stupid ignorant fool. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that. Yes, I should have. Because see, once you done told me you a snake, I'm either going to give me some snake anti-venom and let you keep biting me, or I'm going to get me one of them suits that the venom don't come. I'm going you know, to put me on some helmets and some shoulder pads and take one for the team. But I ain't no fool. And y'all got to stop being a fool. Now, if the parent is difficult, if the husband is difficult, if the wife is difficult. Now, as long as there, there's no danger involved. And let me see. Let me see. I had a question. Okay, That one was on forgiveness. Let me find. Where, where's my question at? Uh, uh, honor. There's the one. How do you continue to honor your difficult parent? Uh, uh, you just honor them. You give them deference. You do everything that you feel like the Bible is biblically asking you to do. But what the Bible ain't asking you to do is to be abused. What the Bible isn't asking you to do is to be hurt. What the Bible isn't asking you to do is to lay down your life. No, 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 no. Jesus did all the dying. Ain't no dying up in here. So if you get uh, uh, parents or husbands or wives that are physically, domestically abusing you emotionally. And y'all be careful with that emotional because sometimes emotional abuse for y'all is just because somebody said no. That's not abuse. Sometimes emotional abuse for y'all is because they don't agree with you. No, they just don't agree with you. That's not abuse. <laughs> well, I asked my husband and he said no. And I just feel like he's abusing me. No, it's not abuse. Smack your sword at your head is abuse. <laughs> Cussing you out, calling you a B and a an H and all that kind of crap. That's abuse. I, I, I wouldn't take that. No, you shouldn't live in an abusive environment. No, absolutely not. But you still should not dishonor them, even though they may be dishonoring you. See, that's the eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And so even if my parents are difficult, I'm going to honor them. I'm going to love them. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm a mess up. I'm going to tell you something, something about my mama, you know, so I love my mama. And um, uh, when she came down... You know, she's getting a little old uh, up in age. So I went and spent, I thought I was going to spend like $800 for a cheerlift. By the time I finished it, I had to get two of them because I had two landings. And and uh, then it was shipping. And then it was taxes. $800 went to $3,000. I said, mm, but I love my mama. <laughs> so I got to tell y'all this, right? So, uh, um so she comes to stay with me from time to time, and she probably didn't mean no harm by it. But uh, um, you know, she, she, I was I, I I was going out, and she said, "Where you going?" I said, "Mama." <laughs> 
I'm a grown man. I don't tell people where I'm going. <laughs> I hope I wasn't being dishonorable. <laughs> but I ain't asking to nobody in years about where you go. <laughs> Y'all don't like me. Y'all don't like me. Uh, <laughs> I said, I, I don't tell people where I'm going. I'm a grown I'm a grown man. Stop, Pastor Will. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, y'all didn't like me. I don't care. I still honor my mama. I still honor my leaders and so on and so forth. But, you know, I've been living by myself and grown folks. I, 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 don't, I, I don't tell people where I'm going. <laughs> Uh, she probably did give me that look. <laughs> but I don't feel like I was dishonoring her. We just had to get used to the dynamics of, you know, when I was, see, I used to be her little boy. I was a firstborn when I was 10 and 12. But I just turned 60, y'all. I'm a grown blank man. Okay, I shouldn't say that, Pastor Will. All right. At any rate, uh, if your parents are difficult, you got to learn how to deal with the difficulty, but you can't dishonor them. You still honor them. That don't mean that you put up with crap. That don't mean that you put up with abuse. If your husband, you're supposed to honor your husband. You're supposed to honor your wife. The Bible says submit yourselves one to another. Not submit as long as they're doing what you want them to do. Not honor as long as they do what you want them to do. No, you just do your part. If they don't do theirs, then that's on them. If mama don't do, daddy don't do, cousin them don't do, in-laws don't do, husband don't do, wife don't do, that's on them. You do you. You do your part. Whatever God tells you to do, if God says submit, submit. If God says honor, honor. Even if they don't give it back to you, you don't get to say, well, I ain't honoring you because you ain't honoring me. Now I ain't going to put myself in an abusive situation. <laughs> Somebody says, you lucky auntie didn't smack you. I ain't studying y'all. <laughs> but but uh, I digress. At any rate, I still honor my mama. I still honor my daddy, uh, 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 and I praise God for him. I honor my my wife. I honor my 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 members, the church, the family. Uh, now you may not dis, you may not agree with we well, do it this way or that way, but as long as in your heart you're honoring them, as long as in your heart you're submitting to them, as long as in your heart you're doing what you feel is the right thing to do, then that's honor. Uh, um, here's a question from Charlene. Is it you submit to a man who submits to God? So everybody submits to God and everybody submits to one another. So I want to be real clear. See, uh, and I'm talking about marriage now. Well, even, in, even in just regular relationships, we should honor each other as well. But to submit to God, the Bible says, wives, submit yourselves unto your husband. It says, husbands and wives, submit yourselves one to another. In other words, as a man, I don't be the, I'm be able to walk around like I'm the H-E-N-I-C and woman, you do what I say and then I do what I want to do. No, you, you owe her the same level of submission as she owes you, meaning that you don't get to say I'm a grown man because she's your wife now and you all submit to each other. So you don't get to live like you're single when you're married. Did you get that? You have to honor her as your wife now. Okay, I digress. She was concerned and we have to watch what we say even when we are preaching. Uh, I'm not for sure what that means, uh, Fanny, uh, but I probably missed a, a middle conversation in there. Oh, I know what you're saying, darling. That was a joke, honey. Come on, bless with, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what she was, but I want you to understand where I was coming from. She's probably talking about my mother. Uh, uh, that Y'all, these just be jokes sometimes. <laughs> uh, I think Fatty was talking about the point that when my mama asked me where I'm going. Um, but I, I, I st it still didn't make me feel in some kind of way, Fanny. So, uh, but I digress. Um, Y'all don't take things too seriously. All right. Um, or else, you know, this is, you got to learn Pastor Will. Okay, let me go to another question here. Fanny didn't like that question, didn't like my answer. Okay, Malachi 3 and 11. I'm not for sure what, what, what brought about this question. 
uh, Malachi 3 and 10 says, um, I'm preaching on that right now. Um, time I got, okay. And I don't disagree with you, Fanny. I'm sure my mom was concerned about me, but but I'm still a grown man. <laughs> Malachi 3 and 10. Bring you all the tithes to the sure house that there may be meat in my house. Improve me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of thy ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord. I teach this quite a bit. So I don't know where that question came from. In other words, God says, when you are obedient and you bring your tithes and your offering, you do what you're supposed to do. God says, I will keep the enemy from, I'm going to preach about that actually a little bit on Sunday. I will keep the enemy uh, uh, at bay. I will rebuke him. I'll keep him from, just because you ever, you ever get to a place where every time you get something, it goes right back out. I heard a sing song said, every time I, I get a nickel, I have to spend a dime. I forget what one of them, one of them um, um, quartet singers said it. Every time I get a nickel, I got to spend a dime. And sometimes it, it feels like holes are in your pocket. That's the devourer taking your stuff and destroying your fruit before you can actually get it. Neither shall your vine cast your fruit before it's time, saith the Lord of hosts. God's going to prosper us, but he does it when we are obedient to him, to his ordinances, to his commandments. On Sunday, I preached about don't get robbed in a wealthy place. See, a lot of times we we actually are in the wealthy place, but we are engaging in behavior that cause us to be robbed of God's blessings. It's, the Bible says you have robbed God. What are we robbing God of? His opportunity to bless us. Because when we are disobedient, then the Bible says you are cursed with the curse. When you don't take care of God first, when you don't put God first, when you don't bring your tithes and your offering, then you allow the enemy to devour your goods. And so although I'm in the wealthy place, and that's why a lot of people keep moving around looking for another wealthy place, you're already in a wealthy place. But, you, but if you don't obey God's commandments, you can't go to another wealthy place think it's going to be better there because the curse goes with you. You are cursed with a curse. The devourer follows you. He'll be sitting there waiting on you. Come on into this church. I got you in here too. Come on over to this marriage. I got you in here too. But we have to be obedient. So that, that's essentially what that passage means. Uh, uh, um, let me let me see what else I got here. Um, you already did the marriage one. I think y'all said. Okay, let's talk about this. And I think I may have answered this one too, but I'm going to deal with it again anyway. And uh, this one here says, why don't we minister on the importance of being a virgin? And um, there's a couple of things that I want to answer about that. Um, you know, sometimes I hear this fallacy that we have to kick the tires and make sure that the car is running good. <laughs> We have to kick the tires and make sure that the the car is running good. You know, what if the sex ain't good? And so you got to test it out before you commit and get married. That's a fallacy. It's a lie. It's of the devil. Because how do you know what good sex is if you're a virgin? That's why we should be virgins. Because... If the point is to have sex, to find out what good sex is, well, you don't know what good sex is until you start having sex. And so no matter who you marry, if you're a virgin, then whatever you get, that's going to be good. <laughs> Stop, Pastor Will. You ain't getting nothing to compare it to. You know, so you don't have to test or try nothing out. I mean, if you're hooking up with somebody and they really, 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 really good at it. I'm going to be like, why are you so good? <laughs> okay, stop. No, I ain't going to stop. Because 
The goal in life is not to get good at sex and then go find somebody who like what you do. No, that, that ain't how this thing's supposed to work. If you don't have sex, then when you marry somebody who you love, then the sex that you all have is going to be good because that's all you have. You ain't comparing him to him where his is like and hers and you ain't doing none of that crap. So ain't no such thing as I got to test it out and make sure it's good. We don't need to be good. We need to be virgins. We don't know anything about good or bad. He was too quick. What do you know about quick or too fast? Y'all don't like me. So that's a good reason to remain a virgin. So then whoever you choose to be your life mate, your life, L-I-F-E, mate, then that's going to be good. Then that's the only comparison you're going to have. I don't care if they go for two minutes, 20 minutes, or two hours. You're going to be like, ooh, that was good. <laughs> Stop, Pastor Will. I don't care. Uh, uh, um, whatever is going to be good because you are a virgin. So you remain a virgin. Don't, don't, don't fall into that. Well, I got to test it and make sure it's good. No, 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 no. If you're a virgin, it's going to be good, number one. Number two, we want to remain a virgin because you don't want to get connected at a soul tie level with people who are not your life mate. Let me say that again. You do not want to have a soul tie connection with people who are going to be tied to your soul that are not your life mate. So you don't be screwing. I'm sorry, having sex. I'm sorry, being intimate, whatever you want to call it. You don't do that with folks trying to test it out because you don't know what souls they didn't tied to. So, you know, you look at all these crazy stalkers. You know why I think some of these people are so crazy? Because they got so much, so many uh, uh, soul tied spirits they didn't tied to. And you done been with 10 people and that one done been with 10 people and that 10 got with that 10. And now this person got 20 and now you just had sex with them. Uh, uh, and we know that's true because the Bible says flee fornication because the Bible says when you have sex with the Holy Ghost, you make the Holy Spirit at one with a harlot, uh, uh, meaning somebody who's not a virgin, who's been having sex, who's been connected with all these crazy spirits. I always tell people all the time, uh, uh, stalkers are generally not virgins. <laughs> when people start stalking you, somebody didn't gave up something. Okay, y'all don't like me, but I know I'm speaking the truth. You know, you if if you hadn't slept around with that person, they probably wouldn't be stalking you. Because, see, they, they sold and got hooked up. And I tell people all the time, don't y'all be having sex because that may not be the one. And now you done tied your soul to him and him to her or her. You done tied your soul to her. You done tied your soul to him. And now you're like, this ninja crazy. And then, but now it's too late because you done tied and now he's stalking you, walking around, talking about at the job with house slippers on and uh, and, and rollers in his head, talking about what they yet. Tug, get out of here. No, you don't need that kind of crazy mess. Because you done tied your soul to something. So that's the second reason why we remain virgins. We don't want to get tied and complicated in, in some crap that ain't our soulmate. The point of dating is not to mate, it is to collect data. The point of dating is not to mate, but to collect data. Find out, is this the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? I don't have to worry about whether or not the sex is good because I ain't been having sex and whatever I get is going to be good. And I don't want to tie something to somebody crazy. So I want to spend enough time finding out, you know, whether or not I'm, I'm talking to the real you or your representative because the real you might be crazy. And I don't want to be hooked up and, and then and had kids and all of that. And everybody looking around crazy. Kids crazy. You crazy. They crazy, driving you crazy, you pulling your hair out. You say, what happened to Nene? She used to be so nice and kind and and, and free. Then you look at her husband, you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Stop. Stop, Pastor Will. Uh, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm preaching to y'all right now. You collect data. That's it. You collect it long enough. Don't be going to love at first sight. Listen. Anybody that spend every day and every hour talking to somebody will experience love. 
because you will become intimate, share an intimate knowledge, and you'll develop feelings for that intimacy. And before you know it, you will express that intimacy with sex. And now, now that you're having sex, you ain't even collecting data no more. Girl, you done put the, put the pen and paper away. By the time you start having sex, all you can do is just can't wait to get back and get some more. And can't wait to get back and get some more. You ain't even realize that this ninja eating a banana without taking the peel off. He just, you, you don't even realize how crazy he is. You don't realize how crazy she is. You know, this, this, this joker crazy. This girl crazy. You don't even realize that because you're having sex. You know, you stop collecting data, turn the recorder off, stop, put the pencil and pad down. You're just hitting it, just hitting it, just hitting it, just hitting it. And all kind of crazy stuff is happening. So you have, you, 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 uh, um, we're still talking about virgins, right? Yep. So, uh, uh, number one, we don't buy into the fallacy. I got to kick the ties and find out if I like the sex. You don't know what sex is if you're a virgin. Number two, I want to get all that crazy crap mess in me from other people. I want to find out whether or not you're crazy or not. So I need to date you long enough to figure out who you are. And somebody said, well, that may take too long. Well, if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you might not want to rush it. You might not want to rush it. Find out somebody crazy six months down the road after you married and pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't want to do that. And um, number three, the importance of being a virgin to those of you who are not, who those of you who are not married, is because you can give yourself totally to God. That's what Paul said. He said, I wish that you all could remain as me sold out to God, married to the Lord, because a virgin's care is to the Lord. A married woman's care is to the world. What that means is she's focused on her husband. She's focused on her children. So anybody that's got a special call on your life to travel the world, don't get married. Husband don't want his wife traveling all over the world. She going half the time. He want to get some and, he, and they're on the phone talking about, yeah, yeah. No, stop all that crap. If you got a mission to travel the world, don't get married. If you got a mission to dedicate yourself 100% to the things of God, then remain a virgin as Paul did. He said, I wish all of you. He said, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman have her own husband. Now, if you get married, then you need to know that you cannot totally dedicate yourself to the Lord. You got to spend some time with that husband, with them kids and all of that. But if you are a virgin and the definition of virgin in the Bible was single. I know some of us as singles don't already had sex, but you got to learn how if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So when you get saved, God makes you a re-virgin. You become re-virgined. Uh, uh, and you recommit your life to the Lord and you 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 turn, you, you, you flee that that crap. Uh okay, God, that was my past. You know, I was testing it and I was doing all kind of road tests in the back in the past. Lord, I'm I didn't went to every dealership in town and test drove three or four cars at every dealership. But Lord, now I'm new. <laughs> I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. So I, I'm, I'm through with that. I'm just going to wait till the Lord uh, 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 finish with me. Or if I want to get married, I'm going to go do my data, collect my data, do my dating, not mating, and find somebody because I'm, I'm, I'm not containing right now. I need to find me somebody. So that's fine too. All right. But good question. Uh, uh, thank you all for that. Let me see. I got one, let me see if I got one more question. Uh, I think I may have answered this one. Can you have love for more than one man? The answer is 100% yes, or more than one woman. Anybody that's ever cheated will feel like you're in love with more than one person. And uh, some of y'all may call that lust. And I guess it all depends on what your definition of love and lust is. But the bottom line is, we fall in love with people that we are intimate with. And intimacy is sharing intimate knowledge. The reason why people cheat is not because they are 
dogs and alley cats. The reason why people cheat is because they become intimate with somebody other than their mate. Or even if they're single, when you become too intimate, you'll want to express that intimacy uh, uh, physically. And it normally comes out through the act of sex. First, we start with the hand. We talk, we talk, sharing the phone all the time, communicating, communicating. Then we start being physical. We hold hands, we hug, we touch. Then we, then we start kissing. And then before you know it, we're rubbing. And before you know it, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, so, um, if you have done that and you found somebody and y'all got married, but then y'all stop doing that because of kids or arguing or fighting. You don't know how to resolve your conflict. And now you're getting frustrated. And then all of a sudden, what your wife used to do, she ain't doing it no more. But Susie on the job, every time you come on the job, she's commenting you, oh boy, I just like a guy like you. And you sitting up at home just mad at your wife and can't wait to get back to work because Susie going to compliment you. Boy, you boy, where, where, where you working out at? Or, or vice versa. You, you, you getting your hair done and got yourself in shape, got that figure eight going and, and the husband don't say nothing and Billy Bob on the job always commenting you. I see what you're doing there, girl. Hallelujah. Shake it up. Shake it up. And, and you know, uh, uh, um, and, and doing all that kind of stuff, you know, is it, is you know trying to throw them little lines at you, and you like, <laughs> uh, you know what's happening? What's happening is that the the husband or the wife who's supposed to be doing that stop for a number of reasons. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of arguing. I've never pleased you. You never pleased me. And then somebody else starts doing it. It could be a secretary at the church with a pastor or a bishop or a leader. It could be a co-worker or a secretary on your job, a peer, somebody who starts recognizing you. You start communicating with them. Now you're having lunch with them. Now you're talking. You may be talking about the problems of your marriage and their marriage, but what you're really doing is you're becoming intimate and that intimacy leads to sex. And so now you feel like you're in love. You can call it lust, whatever you want, but you feel so. And so you love your spouse because you're committed to them and you got kids and you believe that, you know, to death do us part, but you've been hitting this thing over here at the job too. And uh, you feel in some kind of way about that too. And so, yes, that can absolutely happen. And so, you know what you have to do in those particular cases? You got to run. You got to put up roadblocks and barriers. Um, I, I remember um, my, my pastor warned me about this as a pastor. He was saying, you know, uh, um, uh, most of the, 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 the people that I pastor are females and a lot of them are single. And I remember I was ministering to one and she said, well, pastor, there's so much about me that you just don't know. And I said, for good reason, because I don't need to know you like that. I said, I don't need to become intimate with you. I don't need to know about your dark secrets and your, and how you feel about this and that. I reserved that for my wife. Uh, are y'all with me? Because if I started doing that, then I would start developing feelings because we would start being intimate, not sexual, but intimate in our knowledge of each other. You know how I think and I know how you think. You know how I feel. I know how you feel. And before you know it, then I'm already mad at the wife anyway. She ain't been giving nothing, giving me, giving me none in the last three weeks. And I'm already feeling all backed up. And all of a sudden you just keep winking at me and shaking it and walking past me with that tight little dress on. And, and and y'all ain't working with a brother in this place, and and um, and, and then you my type too. Oh no, oh no, oh no. We we can absolutely positively. I don't care how saved you are. Woe unto him who think he stands, least he falls. And so you have to put up these roadblocks and barriers. Even if you're single, even if you're single, be careful how intimate you get with somebody before you commit to marriage. And I know some of you are dating to be married, but we don't test it out early. You have to put up roadblocks. Listen, I'm starting to feel you, so we can't be doing too many blind private dates. I didn't say blind. I mean private dates. We we got to go out with groups, and we got to do stuff in public and all of that because, you know, because I'm trying to find out who you are. I'm being intentionally intimate, and because I'm being intentionally intimate, my body uh, uh, my body say no, but my mind says yes. Oh no, my mind says yeah, but my body. okay, stop, Pastor. Well, I don't know who's saying that, but it just came to me. Uh, uh, some of y'all uh, uh, know what I'm talking about. What is it? My my something say no, but my my sim say yes. Okay, stop. Y'all know what a brother talking about though. 
Uh, I, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. So we have to be careful with these things, you all. Um, are there single ministries in the area? Yes, but I don't really focus on that. We focus on groups at Victorious Praise. We used to have singles ministries and marriage ministries and this ministry and that ministry. We had about 70 different ministries in our church. Uh, somebody say R. Kelly. Is, is that the one that been peeing on the folks? Is that who R. Kelly is? The coming out of the closet guy peeing? Is that who R. Kelly is? I can't, I don't know him, but I just heard something in, in the grapevine. <laughs> Stop, Pastor Will. I may get them all mixed up and confused. I could be wrong, even though Angela just said yes. So I guess I had it right. And so even as singles, put up them boundaries. You want to come over and watch a blockbuster movie? We don't do blockbuster. Red, red, red box. Is there red box now? No. Uh, how about you stay at home and I stay at home and we both watch Netflix. You watch it on your account. I watch it on my account and we can be on the phone while we watching the movie together. How about that? Because if I start feeling something, okay, okay, okay. Yes, he is the PP man. Okay, stop. Ebony. But going back to the, the singles ministry, we used to do a whole lot with that. But some people looked at singles ministries from a couple of ways. Some people looked at, look at singles ministries as a way to hook up. Wrong. It's a way to minister to singles. We do that now through our groups. So we have groups that, that join together based upon their demographic. Married, single, millennials, uh, uh, grown folks, young adults. And so you get together with people like you in your station in life. You don't have to, but we say our ministry, and you know what those groups do? They come together and grow deeper and grow closer. They don't come together to hook up, even though I do have one couple from one of my growth groups that met in the growth group, but that's not why they came to the growth group. They happened to meet each other in the growth group, but they didn't come to the growth group for the hookup. They didn't come to the growth group and say, let me see what they're working with. Let me see what you're working with, girl. Let me see what you're working with. No, that's not why we do growth groups. We do growth groups to grow deeper and grow closer. We come to growth groups with a series of questions that we've already studied from the pastor's sermon that we're preaching and we're coming together to study God's word. Now, if we find somebody, great, but that's not the intent. And so that's why we don't have what we call a quote unquote singles ministry because we have a ministry for everybody and it's called growth groups. Uh, uh, if you are separated but not divorced, should you date, I would say probably not because you might decide you want to go back to that person that you're separated from. And that was the purpose of separation to spend some time together and then decide if you want to get your act together and come back together. Now you didn't hooked up with somebody else. Y'all having sex, somebody that got pregnant. If you ain't got pregnant, you didn't got tied to somebody. And now you're feeling like, okay, I want to go back to my husband, but this ninja over here is stalking me because I didn't gave it up. And now I want to go back to my wife, but this girl looking at me crazy and cockeyed because we've been hitting it. No, you just stop. If you're going to date somebody, uncomplicate yourself first. Do not date anybody that says, uh, uh, well, you know, we, um, you know, we separated. That ninja might not be separated. And number two, uh, it may be temporary. He may decide he want to go back. She may decide she want to go back. And now you didn't got it all twisted in that. No, it, listen. If you want to talk to me, untangle yourself first. Then we can see about talking. Get yourself untangled. I love that, Roxanne. She said that part. <laughs> yeah, get, get yourself untangled. Get rid of all your entanglements. Then come back and talk to a sister. I still may not want you, but at least you're untangled. I'm going to write a book, Ebony. I promise you. I'm just, the reason why I haven't written my book is because I'm still dealing with some stuff inside of me. <laughs> you know, uh, I the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. And I still got some things that I don't want to write out of a place of 
bitterness. I don't want to write out of a place of anger. I don't want to write out of a place of hurt and pain. I'm still healing myself. I'm still trying to get through some things myself. But uh, I'm going to write some books. I got another book. I didn't wrote five of them on No More Drama Relationship, The Relationship Battle Plan, First Love, True Love, Best Love, Soulmate, Soul Ties, Soul Survivors, and Marriage, Sex in the Bedroom. Now I got to start writing some about healing and restoration and brokenness and pain and all that kind of stuff that God is taking me through. But right now, you got to get untangled. So my time is up. Uh, two things. Uh, tell me something y'all get out of, out of my talk today. What did y'all get out of, of my talk? <laughs> they say, write the book, sir. I'm going to write, darling. I got to get back into it. But help a brother. Just, just bear with a brother. Just bear with a brother. I'm, I'm healing. That's why I'm doing my boot camps right now. And out of the boot camps are going to come some books. Um, but uh, real quickly, you all, tell me something that y'all got out of my talk today, uh, even though some of y'all didn't like it about, about what I said about my mama. <laughs> I love my mama. I spent a whole bunch of money for my mama to go stay with me. But, uh, you know, I don't like people ask me where I'm going. <laughs> dating is for collecting data. Y'all give me some more takeaways. I want to receive an offering. I got... Uh, somebody said, I got a lot from dating is about collecting data. I like that. I got a lot from your teaching, Pastor. Thank you, Jalen. Y'all share and let other people know. Uh, uh, collect data. Collect data. Get untangled first. I like that, Jaquetta. Y'all stop being bound up with two or three people. Get, get, that stuff, get that cleaned up first. Then you come back and talk to a brother. Talk to a sister. I find myself rehashing old relationships, how uh, you have been... Let me see. Where's that at? I just saw that. Oh, here it is here. Gail says, I find myself rehashing old relationships. How do I not take them back? That sounds like a question uh, we're going to get in uh, next month. Uh, when I start talking about um, my uh, relationship boot camp, y'all, y'all, y'all stick with me now. Uh, stalking only means one thing. You have been hitting it. <laughs> Come on, Sandy. <laughs> Get out of one relationship before you start another. Always forgive. Yeah, y'all didn't focus on that forgiveness. Always forgive so you will have a place of peace. And sometimes you have to keep forgiving because it's still bothering you. And you just have to keep forgiving over and over. Uh, what I learned. Let me see what Ebony talking about. Forgive awful people honor. Get rid of that block ministry, y'all. Get rid of the block ministry. Honor awful parents and no test driving. You are not race car driver. Thank you, Ebony. I love it, darling. Boundaries. Boundaries are important. Collect data, no entanglements. I love it. Press forward. Y'all, y'all was listening to me a little bit. Thank you, Ebony. Press forward. Can't see the past when you're looking forward. I love it. Um, so, um, let me tell you what I want to do. Uh, let me, let me first receive an offering. Then I want to bless, uh, a couple of people today with, uh, I'm going to fill up your tank of gas, uh, today. So I'm going to bless a couple of people today. Um, but I want to receive an offering. If you all were truly blessed as you said you are, um, um, I do this on the church page for a reason, because I do this as a ministry. This is not Will Nichols. This is Pastor Will at Victorious Praise. And even though some of you may think I get a little out there, and, and but I do that intentionally. I want to bring uh, uh, attention to what I'm saying. And so hopefully some of you are being blessed by that. But I would love it if you would sow back into the ministry. There are different ways you can sow into our ministry. Uh, Victorious Praise takes care of me. So I don't come on here asking y'all for money for me. Uh, Victoria's Praise take care of me quite handsomely. Uh, I'm truly in living in the land of a wealthy place, and I've learned how to manage my funds so that I can be able to give. Like, I'm getting ready to give to two people today out of my own personal pocket, not from the church, but I want you to sow into the ministry so we continue to do the work of the Lord. And there's a couple of ways that you can give here. Uh, there's, we have a mobile app that you can download. You can go to our website, victoriouspraise.org slash giving, or you can text to give, VPF give to 77977. I certainly appreciate you all. I thank God for you. 
If you are going to show, please know that it's appreciated. And I would love it if you would. If you would bless by this, sow a seed. We usually ask for a $21 seed, but whatever the Lord places in your heart would be greatly appreciated. If you can and will so, put something in the chat. Uh, um, that you are blessed by the word and that you're going to sow a seed. Maybe we could just say seed sown. Uh, um, um, I, I do my best to minister to you all what God has given me. Um, sometimes I'm a little out there. Sometimes you may not agree with the way I deliver it, but I'm still giving you the word of God. Uh, it is based upon scripture. So if, you, if you're going to sow a seed today, I would greatly appreciate it. Just let me know. Say, Pastor, I'm going to sow a seed. Just put seed sown if you can sow something into our ministry. Um, our church runs by tithes and offerings. Uh, we have a nonprofit wing that has grants, but that's separate from our church, from our ministry. Our ministry is run by tithes and often. Thank you, Stacy. I appreciate that. Anybody else that can sow, I would greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you something. Sometimes I preach so good, I sow, I sow into the ministry myself, and I'm the one that te- taught it. <laughs> but I want you all to sow. Thank you, Sandy. Anybody else that can sow a seed, I would greatly appreciate it. God is going to bless you and prosper you. Uh, here's what Paul said. He said, if I've given you spiritual things, and I believe that I have, it is too much for me to ask of you carnal things, which would be your, your money, your resources. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Pamela. If I am taking the time to come here and give you something that feeds your soul, it is too much for me to ask you to sow a seed into the work of the Lord. I am the shepherd. I am the shepherd of victorious praise. And uh, I take this very personally, what I do. Uh, I take it very seriously. And all I ask you to do is to take care of God's house because God's house is going to take care of me. Um, so I want to appreciate you. Thank you, Dominique, Angela, Diana, anybody else, Ivory, you know, I love you, darling. Thank you for your seed. Uh, uh, really appreciate that. Anybody else that would like to, so please go ahead and, and, and move that. I'm going to go ahead and be a blessing to you all. While you're still sowing, please feel free to release the seed. Uh, into our ministry. I'm going to bless a couple of people today. I'm going to fill up your tank with gas. I'm going to fill up your tank with gas. And um, uh, this is where God has me. Um, And I just love being a blessing to you all. I give you all spiritual and I give you natural. Uh, So let me um, bring this up real quick. trying to find Angela. I'm trying to find my links here. Okay. Y'all give me about 30 seconds. I'm going to find two quick winners that I'm going to bless today. And I do appreciate your time. So thank you all for taking the time to come on. First person I'm going to bless uh is let me see here thank you angela for taking the time lavetta ham picket lavetta if you're still on i need you to communicate by saying either on facebook or youtube hey jenna thank you for for the seed darling i really appreciate you darling uh um if you're on instagram facebook or youtube please put something in the chat that says i am here uh uh you have to be live and if you're here, uh, Lavetta, uh, just send me your cash app. My email is pastorwill at victoriouspraise.org. Pastorwill at victoriouspraise.org. Pastorwill at, we'll only get one L, at victoriouspraise.org. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Will at victoriouspraise.org. So that's the first person. One more person I'm going to bless today. Uh, Did uh, did she comment? Was she on today? Uh, Let me bless one more person. Number 24, Earl Smith. Earl, if you're still on. I want to fill up your tank, man. Now, I'm assuming you're not driving a semi-truck. I'm talking about your regular car now. 
<laughs> I want to bless you and fill up your tank. Here's what I need you to do. Uh, send me an email, pastorwill at victoriouspraise.org. Send me your cash app and tell me how much it costs to fill up your tank. Send me your cash app and how much it costs to fill up your tank. So did Earl and Lavetta say anything to me? Earl and Lavetta. I'm going to pray you all out before you all get off. But I want to know if both of those individuals are on. Um, I hope that they're on and I will know. I see Lavetta. God bless you. God bless you, Lavetta. And how about you, Earl? I'm looking to see if Earl Earl is here as well. So thank you all very much. Let me pray. Uh, I hope you all got something out of this. Uh, next week, I'm going to do one more teaching in the month of June. Then I think in July, I'm going to start a different podcast called The Relationship Boot Camp. I want to do it on the heels of doing a boot camp. We're going to be doing a boot camp at the end of this month. Y'all save the date, June 25th. June 25th, we're going to be doing a in-person relationship boot camp. The last one we did sold out. It was phenomenal. And we really blessed a lot of people as well as we blessed myself because I was able to share my own personal pain. Uh, and that's what it's about. It's about uh, each one helping one that we all are going through something. A lot of some people have perfect marriages and perfect lives, but everybody else we, we, we go through this with pain. So Father, we thank you right now, Lord, for all the people who've come and have been blessed by the words. Lord, I ask you to continue to give us wisdom and knowledge to give us, Lord, your word that we can hide in our hearts, that we might not sin against you, that we can grow and, and discover. Lord, bless us, I pray in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I thank God for you. Uh, I appreciate you. And remember this, don't just live life, live a victorious life and have an amazing day. You all be blessed.